0: Amen. If you have somewhere that you're writing, you can write The Fellowship of His Suffering. The Fellowship of His Suffering. Yes, that's what we are going to be learning about this morning. Uh, Yes. And if you have your Bible, open to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians 3, verse 10 says that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. So earlier this year, I, 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 I preached on a message talking about the, his resurrection power, and I really, really loved it. And I remember when I was reading, uh, when I was reading that uh, this particular scripture, I, I couldn't do away with the fact that there was a part of this, of this verse that talked about the fellowship of his suffering. And by that time I asked, I was like, what does that even mean, you know? What does that even mean, the fellowship of his suffering? And, uh, and the Lord has been leading me. And when I was given a chance to, to preach today, I, I always wait on the Lord for messages. I will, you know, I will pray, I will pray, I will do everything. I'll, do, I'll try to do my due diligence until I, until I feel the Holy Spirit drop a message within me yeah within me and this time I waited and waited and waited and I was like Lord why are you not giving me the message and I had a very I I had a very I had a very hard week you know last week uh, yeah yeah if you yeah about two weeks ago I had I had a very challenging week and I was like Lord what is happening what is happening? It, I, I got to a place where I almost lost my life because I was praying for someone. I prayed for someone and did deep spiritual warfare and, uh, and, and, and in one day had three encounters that really challenged me. And on my way here, on, uh, on, on, on my way here, I, 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 got a, I got a motor accident. I don't know if I should call it a motor accident, because I was on, a, on my electric scooter. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what kind of accident that is called. Are, you know, we are. We need to ask the experts to cla- to classify it for us. I don't know if it is, you know, a pedestrian accident, motor accident. But I was on my little scooter, and uh, and while I was enjoying the ride in the rain, there was there was a place that had been that had been dug that had been dug and usually when they dig, they put these plastic coverings. And I don't know, and it seems like, and I had, I, had, I had passed that place a couple of times and I didn't have any problem. But this particular evening, I think some man of God had come and had removed two of the coverings from the ditch. And as I was cruising, you know, <laughs> on my scooter, uh, yeah, I, I, I ran into this ditch and I went flying. Yes, and, and when I got up, every part of my body was aching. And I, I, had, I had these winter gloves and they had holes in them. And I looked inside to look for the blood. There was no blood. I said, thank you, Lord, for, for saving me. And when I went home, I watched, I, I watched a little video about why Jesus had to suffer publicly and 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 the, and the and the spirit of the lord dropped it in my heart he said i want you to preach about the fellowship of his suffering and uh, in this scripture, Paul, 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 in the book of Philippians, he first talks about his accolades. He said, "You know, do, does anyone know Christ? Uh, you know, like I know him. I'm an apostle. Uh, if it is to be, if it is to be an Israelite, I was, I was circumcised on the eighth day. Afterwards, uh, you know, after, uh, afterwards, given birth." And then, you know, and, and, and he said he'd done all these things, and he said when he got to a place, he considered them to be nothing, and all this loss that he had, he, had, he had gotten, he had gotten it for the name of Jesus, but he said, you know, he said he has learned that all that doesn't matter, but the most important thing to him was that he needed to know Jesus Christ, and he needed to know the power of his resurrection and then he said he needed to know the fellowship of his suffering and the other one was to be made conformable unto his death. So, so just as I read the other one and, and I didn't know what the fellowship of his suffering is, today I don't know what it is to be made conformable unto his death, but I have learned a thing or two about the fellowship of his suffering. A very long time ago, there was an organization called Youth for Christ. Youth for Christ was, uh, w- was booming and, uh, and it looked like there they, they they were, were two young energetic preachers that were, that were responsible for the success of, of this organization called Youth for Christ. Uh, one of these preachers, one of these young preachers was called Billy Graham, yeah, Billy Graham and the other was called Charles Templeton. Now, the, the, for the people that, that witnessed what was happening during that particular time, they said Charles Templeton had a gift, had a gift on the pulpit. He was an orator like no other, to the extent that in comparison, Billy Graham was nowhere near Charles Templeton. Yet these two young gentlemen were the ones that were winning hundreds and hundreds of, of, of souls for Christ and uh, and and this guy was shining way more than uh, than Billy Graham was shining until one fateful day when Charles Templeton was looking through a magazine and then he came across a picture of a of, of a young lady in North Africa this young lady was not having the best times in North Africa because they were facing a, a, a drought at that time at that very time. They were facing a terrible drought, a terrible drought. And this young lady in, in Time Magazine, she was looking up and she was crying and she was in agony, and she was in agony. And when he looked why she was crying, she was holding her dead baby in her hands, in her hands, and it broke Charles Templeton's heart. It broke Charles Templeton's heart and he said he he, he went to Billy Graham and shared with him as, as a fellow young preacher. And he said he was finding it hard. He couldn't reconcile, he couldn't reconcile the fact that a God, you know, that a God that was so powerful, a God that he was representing and he was winning, Christ for had failed, failed in courts to send rain in North Africa. And he knew that if God had only sent rain in North Africa, they wouldn't be having this drought. And as a result, he would not have seen this picture of of a young mother carrying her dead baby because of the drought and the sun and all the... And he failed to reconcile the fact. He failed to reconcile. He said, how can this be true? And this challenged his faith so much. He challenged his faith so much. and, 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 uh, and, And... And a few months down the road, I don't know if it was months or weeks, he decided to go to do some more some more soul searching, and he ended up in a a liberal Bible college. And he and when he went to that liberal Bible college, they they messed his mind up, and that's how he lost his way. He you know he lost his way, lost his uh, lost his uh, his effectiveness. But this guy called Billy Graham, you know, he stayed the course. He stayed the course and 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 i remember when i was back in my country they used to play they used to play videos videos of billy graham i think it was in the 70s or 80s i am I, I, not sure I, I wasn't i wasn't very aware of those uh, those days because <laughs> i wasn't even born although or I, or I was born in 85 yeah so so but i remember after this guy used to speak and represent and speak about the cross he would, he would make altar calls and thousands upon thousands of people would come to give their lives to Jesus Christ. They would come to give their lives thousands and thousands. I mean, if you've never watched, if you've, I think, each, I hope each and every one of us has gotten a chance to watch Sermons of Billy Graham. He would go into these large auditoriums and, and thousands would flock the altar and give their lives to Jesus, and one can only wonder what would have happened if Charles Templeton had uh, ha, ha, had tried to had tried to, to you know to, to 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 stand in there and uh, and and uh, to, to stand in there and decide not to let go of the Lord. If he was more if he was more more gifted than Billy Graham, how much more? How many more souls would he have won for the for, for the kingdom of God? And so I came across a term called theodicy. Theodicy. Theodicy is what we is is what really I'm meant to be, is what I'm meant to be trying to to present to us today. Theodicy is the defense of God's goodness and omnipotence in view of in view of the existence of evil. How can a God so good, so loving, so honorable, so able, mighty to save, and so righteous? Just accept suffering to be, to go ahead. It, it kind of doesn't make sense. If my English serves me right, it would say, I would say it's, it's an oxymoron. Is it, is it an oxymoron? Trying to remember my literature. Yeah, but I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use terms uh, uh, synonymously this morning and I pray that the Holy Spirit will enable us to understand exactly what I mean. Because words such as evils, sufferings, trials, sicknesses, and infirmities represent pain, and they represent suffering. And then I want each of us to find ourselves where we are and what the Lord is doing. Or it could be that God has been working in your life. And you don't really know, oh, the, oh you're going through a, 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 you've gone through a tough time and you have believed God and, and it seems like it hasn't shifted. Where does this fall? Where does this fall? Can, do we let go of this God that can heal instantly, that can make a way where there is no way? And it seems that there are some things that we deal with and they are just not going away. What is the reason? So we, we're going to try to figure that out some challenges can be traced some challenges can be traced while others can while others like some 90 while others like some 91's terror by night or the arrow that flies by the day uh some can we can fail to trust some of the things while we are going through this but one thing but one thing for if you know jesus christ in the, in the bible in the book of psalm 91 he says he says i will give my angels charge over thee they, with, with their wings, they will cover you. They will carry you up with their hands, so that you don't dash your foot against the stone. So there is security that is that, that is provided for those that love the Lord. In Psalm ninety-one, against the terror that strikes by day or the arrow that flies by night, there is still security. That's why it is good to believe in God. That's why we love this God. He, he says He will give His angels His angels charge over thee. I, I, I want to believe. I, I want to believe I have I've had a few encounters encounters with angels when my boy was just seven months and 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 he swallowed a piece of plastic and the doctors could not do anything. I remember two angels showed up and, and, and they did the surgery, and they did the surgery on him, and, and I witnessed what was happening. I, I don't know, you know, like Paul says, I don't know if I was in my body or I was, uh, I was in my spirit, but I witnessed, and I knew, and the doctors and the doctors saw the video of my boy. Of, of my boy having this having this bad this having this bad terrible time and, and they called him and they went into the hospital and they checked him and they examined him and we had given up all hope and and this thing vanished out of his body. It was never gotten again. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so so I can testify. I can testify of the goodness of the Lord that 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 you know he, he that time he gave his change his angels charge over charge 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 over me. I can also testify of the day of the day we first went to do spiritual evangelism uh, 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 with this church, and we went and I and I tried to evangelize to a young man who was a Satanist, and at the end of the conversation I told him God bless you, and he told me Lucifer bless you, and then he cursed me, and then I was going back home on my bicycle I was riding and, and I was riding down uh, d- down d- d- down the slope, and I didn't know what was happening because all of a sudden I was faced with a truck that was passed, and I was about to you know d- you know to collide with it. And just as I was about to collide with it, I tried to stop the brakes, but my brakes were faulty. I didn't know what was happening because I knew that was the time you know this was the time for me to go and meet my maker. And just before I could I I I could hit impact something carried me off the road very quickly shoop, it carried me off the road and put me on the other side of the road yes and i looked and there were people walking on the other side of the road and i looked to see to try to tell them did you see what just happened and everyone just kept minding their business. And I want to tell you that the Lord sent his angel, you know, and took charge over me. You know, the enemy wanted to take me out, but he could not then because God took control. And, and I'm here, you know, like I, I, I am here as a witness. I'm here as, as as a witness to say that I have seen the goodness of the Lord. That say, there are things that, are, that I have faced in my life that I'm still facing in my life. There are things that I'm still praying about and these things don't seem to be going away so you wonder you're like lord i have seen you if i try to tell you the if i try to tell you the things that i have seen the lord do i remember i i, I, rem- I remember going with shock it we drove all the way to london for six hours we drove from a uh, from from uh, from from 10 10 p.m and we went all the way uh, to to, uh, to from 10 p.m it was about 4 p.m we got to london to meet a young a young a, a young gentleman a pakistani gentleman that had been hooked on drugs and the, and, uh, and voices were speaking to him and he was getting ready to end his life and he didn't know what to do and we went with shock it drove all the way god bless you my brother as we we went all the way and we reached his house and we prayed for him and we prayed for him and we and we helped him he was struggling he was really down and i remember well i remember when i got i got to him i found him smoking i found him smoking uh, smoking weed and i told him i told him so uh, put that put put, put 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 that cigarette out, put that cigarette out, had a terrible smell. And and all of a sudden I realized he was following every instruction that I was telling him really quickly. I would just suggest little things. Oh, can you come here? And the man would come running. And later on, later on, as we are now went to Bradford, he said. He said what is wrong with you? He said when you came and you were speaking to me I could see a very very big giant. That's why everything you had, you told me I had to I had to follow it. Follow it quickly because because I thought if if I say no you might just you know squeeze me in your hands and I don't know what that was but we serve a living God we serve a holy God shock it is my witness is there you know there there are things that we have gone through there 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 are miracles I, I know that man has seen miracles that he's gone through and his and, and and he's faced a lot of things me I think yeah there are some of the things that I experience and I think. Lord, if I, I, I think if, uh, if, 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 if there, there's maybe a camera yeah, on one of these things, maybe some of these clips would go viral, and then I wouldn't have to work anymore. But at the end of the day, I go back to my warehouse, and I work, and I still come and serve God. And God gets all the glory because there's something that he's doing. Hallelujah. He's a wonderful God. He's a wonderful God. May he help me to say every word. That, uh, that I wrote down because I haven't said a word from, from there. So, uh, uh, some challenges, some challenges are a result, some suffering are a result of the poor choices that we make, the poor choices that we make. While some can't be traced, some of us, you know, are just, we just make poor choices. They tell you, like, like, like in the Bible, the, the Lord says, today I, I, I lay before you, I lay before you life and death, blessings and curses. And it's like a student who is in an exam. They give a student an exam and they tell him, this is the right answer you get. They say, life and death. They, then they say, choose life and people just go ahead and they choose death instead of life and they say there are blessings and curses choose blessings and there are some people who will just go ahead stubbornly i don't know what comes over them and they decide to choose to to, you know to choose curses there is a lady there's a lady at my workplace a lady at my workplace because you know on my team while we're working this lady this lady happens to happens to to to, to do a lot of swearing she you know she would swear a lot one two three you know she she gives one two three she gives you know and and the and 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 uh, some sometimes i've had colleagues uh when someone comes and they and they do a lot of swearing there's the way it makes me feel that is so i've had to pray some prayers and i'm like lord you need to deal with this situation and i have seen i have seen my manager telling people please leave and don't come back and i know where it came from it's because of the prayer that i prayed and so so this, uh, this lady happens to be my friend. And, and when I had gone, they know me. They know that I'm a born-again Christian. If, you, if you've been around me, you will know. I tell them I preach at church. Some of them don't really understand it, but... Understand it but the point came where they had stopped the swearing. So instead, instead of swearing, they would go like, Maria, you know, trying to say Mary because they are from, from, the East, uh, you know, from Eastern Europe where they, they are Catholics or what. So they would try to say M- M- Mary instead of swearing. And the point came uh, along the way, they forgot and they started swearing again. And and this time she she used to use a term a a term that used to bother me very much. And she you know she used to say she wanted to do something in hell. I I think we are all you know one two three ta 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 ta, ta-ta-ta-da, in hell. And I told her my sister. Do you know that every time every time you you say such words you are pronouncing a curse upon your life. You know you know you're literally saying you want to copulate in hell do you know what you're saying she she got to a place and she said as a matter of fact i didn't know what you know i didn't know what that meant i said some of us are heaven bound you 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 cannot just go around saying words you're going to speak a curse upon your life and the lady was very she, she was very she, she, she was very apologetic, and she knew she was like, as a matter of fact, that is wrong. And, she, and, and for a number of days, she would catch herself, and she, had, she stopped swearing. And she went on holiday for one month. And while she was on holiday, there is another young lady that was also using the same term. And I told her, my sister, you are pronouncing a curse upon your life. Stop saying you want to do this this thing in hell. What are you talking about? She said no. She was so offended. She said no. That's not what I mean. That is an English term, uh, you know. And and it got to a place where she got so offended. She said you're trying to you're trying to to spread your your religious ideologies ideologies in this place. I'm going to go and I will report you to the I report you to the management, and then you'll get fired. So I left her to her devices. I, I said. No, you go ahead, I still want my job, I still want Jesus, and then, you know, we decided to separate, to, 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 to agree, to disagree, and we didn't talk to each other, to each other for some time, until the, the, this other lady that went on holiday came back. When she came back, they had the conversation, she was like, do you know? That Polycap was trying to say that when, when we mention this word, something in hell, it means what was she saying? No, even the other one was like, Yes, he also told me the same lies. He told me the same lies, you know. And she said, Why, why was he telling us that stuff? So, so the other one who was repentant at first joined with this one and even came, you know, came to me and you know, like and swore at me, and she, because she was trying to tell me that's not what I meant. So. I got, I, I got bothered, I got bothered in my spirit, and I said, Lord, something is not right here. She worked that week, the one who was repentant, but then she didn't come back to work. One week b- went by, a month went by, two months have gone by, and, uh, and now we're over two months, she's never come back to work. Well, she's worked at this place for 19 years. 19 years, she's not come back to work, for over two months. So people started asking, what happened to our colleague? What, what's going on? What's going on? So people started calling her and she would tell them, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'll be coming to work. I'm having a few challenges. Until this one morning has led to call her. I said, my sister, where are you? Why aren't you coming back to work? Are you okay? And she said, I'm okay. And then there was some silence and she broke down and started crying. I said, I'm not okay, Polycap. She said, the doctors. I've been going to the doctors. They've given me all kinds of medication, and I'm not becoming well. I'm not. I'm. I'm not becoming well. And we kept talking. I said, Do you want me to pray for you? She said, No, don't pray for me. She said, she 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 said, I have I have a urinary tract infection. That's what she told me. And the Lord told me, remember what she was pronouncing upon herself. It has come and settled upon her. And, she, and you know, well, I, if, when people ask me, I can't say, oh, she's got a UTI, but God just made her say those words to me, confess to me, just to, make, just to let me know that this lady was pronouncing a curse upon her life. So I I just want to tell every Christian in here, every man of God, son, and daughter of God, daughter of God, please do not curse. Don't use use curse words. It is is an abomination. The Bible says that a point is going to come where we are going to be held accountable for every idle word that comes out of our mouths. So I have seen it with my own eyes. So that suffering is self imposed. But there is suffering that we can go through that is not self-imposed. It's the kind that I want to that, that, that I want to uh, that I want to, to, to focus on this morning. The kind that I want to focus on this morning. Uh, There's a time I went through some suffering. I'll never forget. I, I, I shared my story here. And uh, it was during the COVID times. During the COVID times, I contracted COVID, came back. I told my wife. I had two kids then. They couldn't stay away from me. They also contracted COVID. And we went through a terrible time. We went through a terrible time. Uh, the The kind that we got is the one that takes your life because I got to a we got to a place. I was coughing blood. I was sneezing blood, and I got to a point where I I got to a point where I I I started losing my breath. You know, there is that place where I had half the breath, then I had a quarter a breath, because I could feel like things within me were was septic were rotten even i you i don't want i let me not be so graphic but i got to a place where i knew i was now going to die just before that i had said all kinds of prayers i had prayed in tongues i had prayed in tongues i had bound the spirit or the prince of COVID, whoever it is we had, you know, I, we had said and I had pushed the mountain and it looked like the, the, the more I prayed, the more I tried to, you know, to resist this thing, the, the nearer and the, the sicker I got until I got to a place where I started losing my breath. And I knew like this, my time has come. And I remember a voice of the, a voice came to me and said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And one more time, I dared to call upon the name of Jesus. I said, Jesus, Jesus, because I could not breathe, I, I, I could not, I could not speak. Words were coming from very far. And then I realized this one more time when this voice came and spoke to me and said, so Whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. I dared, I called, and I realized I could now take a full breath. I started calling on Jesus. I called on Jesus. I called on Jesus. I had migraines for two for, for two weeks, and that, that very time the migraines left my body. Had been aching for two weeks. That very time, the, you know, the 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 ex the ex left my the ex left my body. Me and my children became well instantly, and my wife, you know, after two more days, she also became she also became well. And, and that time, that time I called on the name of Jesus. You people, yeah? When they say pray without ceasing, and they tell you whoever calls upon the name of Jesus, sometimes you can say Jesus. Then sometimes you can say Jesus. There's a guy who cried out and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I realized that Jesus, the name of Jesus, was my only ticket back to the land of the living. And I called on Jesus the whole night. Even the following morning, my wife would be having, trying to have a conversation with me. And I would be saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because I couldn't believe where I had come from. And I was snatched from the hands of death and put back on this side. There is something about the name of jesus and i pray that whoever you are wherever you are you have prayed about a situation but i want i I want to tell you maybe one more time try to cry out the name of jesus and when i got uh, when i got when i got to when i got to that place I, i i recorded a very small video I recorded a very small video and I put I put it on I put it on Facebook. A young lady reached out to me in England and she said, I saw your video. I saw your video when, when you were about to die of, of of the virus. And 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 she and, and she said, Please pray with me. I be this thing, this, this thing, and and I reached out. I, I you know, I reached out, I prayed with her for about an hour. And two days later she called me and she said, I'm okay. I'm sorted, and I thank God, you know, and we thank God, and then there was another lady i was I was at work it was two a m it was two a, two a m in the morning she called me, she was coughing like a generator she said she had she she she, she said she said she Constantly, she said. She said it was the the third time she had contracted COVID. Be- as a result of that, her lungs were torn into shreds, and she had gotten lung COVID. And now she had she had pneumonia. And as a result of that, she she needed she needed. They told her we need to give you 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 need you we need an equivalent of two hundred pounds for us to give for us to be able to give you to give you this this medication that will help you. But in Uganda, my former country, my my, my country of origin. Two hundred pounds is a is a is a lot of money. It's a million shillings, yeah. So she need her. So when she called out to me, she needed a million shillings from me, which is two hundred pounds. But at that particular moment, I did not have the two hundred pounds to give her. I couldn't spare. And I remember, I had that video. I forwarded that video to her. It was two a.m. She was coughing nonstop, and 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 she she watched the video. And by the time I was clocking out of work i found i found a voice note from hand you are saying jesus i am healed all the pain has gone away everything has left so i don't know but there is just something about the name of jesus He's able to take, to take this suffering that we have gone through. Uh, it, it, when, 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 when Joseph's brothers came to him that left him for dead and threw him into a pit, they came to him and they got to a, uh, and, and now he was in charge and, and, and they were apologizing. And then he told them whatever the, whatever the devil meant for bad, the Lord turned it into, into good so sometimes we will go through suffering and 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 the lord has a way to use this suffering to chisel us to look up to him to look up to him to 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 come to a place where there is no place to go but we go to him now you know salvation salvation is a full package salvation is a full package this guy talked about what it means to actually be born again he said the first part of it is the knowledge of jesus christ the second part of it is the knowledge of his resurrection power and the third part of it is the fellowship of his suffering and then the other one is to be made conformable unto his death when you get this package in its entirety then you become a christian that that that, that, that you know that is fully that, that 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 is fully that knows what is going on that's why paul says that, that's why paul says that, 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 he, 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 he says when you when you find when you find someone who is coming up don't be you, you know, for new Christians, yeah, for new Christians, there is a difference. We are new Christians. When someone has just become a Christian, don't be very fast to give them an office, an office of. They call them a novice, yeah, an a high office because they can let things down. There's experiences that they don't have. So it so it 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 helps when you find someone who's walked the journey. They have the, you 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 get the full package. So Paul went through all this Paul when he was being called and he and, and 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 he was he was blind, he was blind, they called a man called Ananias, and they said, "Go and pray for for our brother paul and, they, and and they gave him a job description, they said, "I have called him, I have called him to go and witness and witness to kings, but then they also told him that he's going to suffer for the gospel, yeah." That's that's what they told him. You imagine they give you a job description. They say, "Okay, you're going, you, I'm going to use you. You're going to go and speak to all the nations, the Gentiles, and you will go before kings." But then you're going to suffer. Some of us would, you know, uh, would very quickly say "You know what, yeah, I could do with with, with meeting Prince Charles, but I, I don't, I don't want the suffering bit." That's what, <laughs> that's what most of us want. But uh, but if we are going to be Christian. The Bible says, count it all joy. Count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. When you face different trials and temptations. Because they say, when you go through these things, they will, uh, they will, they, they will, they, they will produce patience out of you. And you will be a man that is, uh, that is thoroughly furnished, lacking nothing. So they come to us to, to make us people of stature that lack Nothing, and the reason that that the reason that happens why we have to go through this suffering for the sake of Jesus Christ is so that the glory of God may be revealed you get. So that when he gives this power, the Bible says, same Paul says he has put this power in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So that when he releases this power and you start, you start laying hands on the sick and they are healed and you start seeing miracles, it doesn't get to your head. At the end of the day, you can go back and say, all oh, the glory to God. There is nothing about me. It is all about Jesus Christ. That's why John the Baptist got to a place and he said, I pray that that all of me would decrease, that my God would increase. And these are men that suffered for the gospel. That is why we are here. You know, we've, 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 got, we've got Alan and, Alan and Jenny. They said they, they they've been in prison, is it, for over 40 times. They, they, would go, they would go and preach the gospel, and then they would imprison them. Then they would go and preach the gospel and imprison them. And the point came, and they had to, they made the law, and they said, leave these preachers alone. Leave these preachers alone. That's why some of us can, uh, we can say, on Saturday, we are going to go there, and we are going to do street evangelism. There's people that paid the price. There's people that lost their lives. There's people that have been in prison. But the, but the reason, but the reason they, they went through this was so that they could pave a way for the gospel of the Lord to be preached without hindrance, amen? So each and every single person, as far as you're there, you're, we're, we're going to be checked in one way or another, and we're going to be chiseled and and then and then you know god in his wisdom the bible calls him he's the only wise god you can go through a place where you have where where you 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 laid things where where you 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 were responsible you made bad choices but god says all things work together for the good of them that love the lord and are called according to his purpose now if you come to god and you surrender your life to him he can use this circumstance that you went through and he will use it still for his glory. For example, I watched a lady that was a former drug addict and, and God had God had healed her. God had delivered her. She was now giving. She was now she was now giving giving glory to God, preaching the gospel. And she said, "There is a breed of people that have been in the enemy's camp, and God brought them back. They know the enemy's devices. He can't trick them anymore. You know they have been they've been through hell and back. The enemy can't trick them anymore. So when they surrender to God and they come to tell you that God can set you from." Drug addictions—they know what they are talking about because God took them out of that maricle and set, and you know, and set their feet on solid ground. This is the God that we serve. He's able to do that. Amen. And God, God. When we come to God, he will decide, he will decide to, 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 to like steel wire. In Africa, when we used to, when we used to cook, we cook with fire. At some point, yeah, at some point, the saucepan gets black, it gets soot. So you have to use steel wire to, you know, to remove the soot. So uh, God, God will use uh, this steel wire to remove all that, that soot, you know, from our lives, just to make sure that when we go to represent him you know there is nothing and he says be holy because me your father because me because your god is what your god is holy these challenges and these trials they come to help us to help us to sanctify us to to make us holy and make us fit for his for for his good service. No matter where you're at, no matter what challenge you're, you, you, you're facing in life, God is able to use that. The Bible says he's the God of all flesh. Is there anything that is too hard for him? No. There is nothing that is too hard for him. I want us to open to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter. Galatians chapter 8. Galatians chapter 8 from verse 16. No, Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. My bad. (laughs) Romans 8, verse 16, it says, Now the Spirit testifies that we are God's children. Now, if we are children then we are heirs heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory we all want the glory but it's very simple he said for you to get to the glory you're going to have to go through you're going to to have fellowship with his suffering it's very simple there is this lady that came and said my children she told jesus said my children can you promise me that when you go and you're seated and and you go in glory that they will sit at your right hand then he asked the lady can they drink of the cup that i'm meant to drink of there is this 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 suffering that we have to go through so that the glory can be revealed and we go on and says i consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us for the creation waits in eager expectation of the of the of the children of God to be revealed for all creation is waiting for eager you know in eager expectation for the for the the, the the kingdom says, for the true sons of God to be revealed. If you're going to be revealed as a true son of God, you they, they, they've been calling it paying the price. The price has to be paid. There is some things that you're going to have to forego. You're going to look weird. You're going to look awkward. You will get to a place where you will not fit in conversations. People are going to speak and they will not get you. And they will not get you because... The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. You might want to fit in, but you are called to stand out. So, because you're a royal priesthood, everyone is going that way. You, you'll 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 be you'll be the odd man out. Why? Because you're special. Amen. And then it goes on to say, and it goes on to say, for for creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will. Of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. That is still God working. And then it goes on to say, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this very present time. Not only so, but we ourselves have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship the redemption of our bodies for in this hope we were saved but this hope is not seen is not is, 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 but this hope that is not seen is no hope at all for we hope what we what they already have. for we hope for who hopes for what they already have don't no worry, this is going to make sense. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. So in the same way, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not even know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans that cannot even be uttered. And he searches all things. And, and, and so... Uh, yeah, so I go to twenty eight. Twenty eight, it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those He, for those He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed in the image of the Son of God, that He might, that 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 He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those predestined, He called, and those He called, He justified, and those He and those. And those he justified, he also glorified. So it's just telling us that all these things that we go through, God can use them to get us to a place where we are justified. And and when I talked about justified means just as good as when you're justified and you come to God, it means no one can say anything against you because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. You're justified before before you are glorified. Paul says, let no one bother me from this moment for I bear the markings of Jesus Christ. When you have gone through through a chiseling, uh, uh, the things of this world don't matter anymore because because of the love of God because God comes and he takes over now we we speak we, 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 we speak about we speak about 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 revival revival for revival to happen people have got to be in prayer people have we have got to be tested we have got, got to follow God to the dot and when that comes, we'll get to a place where, 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 where God is saying, you're now, you're now ready to be used. So I'm, uh, let me just use this, uh, let me just say this very first story because my time is gone. My time is first spent and then we'll, uh, we'll be out of here. About three months ago, I was led to, I was led to a young lady. Uh, this young lady was at court when, when I started speak, speaking to her. She was at court and she was trying to, to free her three cousins. Now, her three cousins had been in prison for, for over two months. And the reason they had been in prison was because they inherited a small piece of land and they didn't have jobs and the rich lady came and bought land around it and she wanted to expand her projects so they were not they were not selling and they were always in that place now they can uh, in my country they, there was a place there was a time where they could uh, they could uh, they, they could arrest you for being idle and disorderly if they find you walking at night at at uh, midnight they ask you where are you going and you don't know or you don't have your ID, they arrest you for being idle and disorderly. So I think they were arrested under this category because they were at home, even though they were found at their home and they spent two months in prison. And so when, when, I, when, 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 I reached, when this lady reached out to me, she said, they need money. They, didn't, they need money to bail them. Now, she had collected half of the money and, and she needed 200 pounds from me. Uh, I tried to be very economical with my money because I don't have a lot of it. But uh, the Spirit of the Lord told me, give her the 200 pounds. I gave her the 200 pounds. It was a Friday. And they added it to whatever they had. And the, and the brothers were supposed to get out of the prison. And to her shock, That Friday evening, she saw them getting back onto, them being put onto the prisoner's bus and being put into the prison. And then she said, why is this happening? I thought you wanted some little money from us and we paid this money. And they said, sorry, it's it's Friday. It's Friday, the judge has got to go back home because it's the judge and at this particular time, there is no more court proceeding, so please come back on Monday. On Monday, she was told to come back on Thursday. And on Thursday, when she came back, she came back in anticipation that her cousins were now going to be freed. And when she reached there, the judge came and the judge judge was supposed to give them bail. I'm finishing. And when it was time for the judge to give them bail, the judge said, I set bail at this and this amount. And then she was puzzled. She was like, but I thought we paid money for the bail. They, they, they told her, no, that money you paid to qualify for the bail. We had to give it to the judge to give you bail. Now you need to pay more money. And, the, and she had spent her last bit of money. And when I called, I called them, I wanted to find, I wanted to find the jubilation. No, oh, they've been set free. And she was crying in agony. And she said. They asked us now for more money than we had given before. Now, my money was running out, and I don't like to go into overdraft. But as we were having the conversation, I heard a voice speak to me very clearly, and this voice told me, "Give them the money." This voice did not request me; it commanded me <laughs> when you get." In, when you get to a place where you have decided to give your life to Jesus, it will cost you. It will cost you very little, but God is going to be working. There is, some of us we love God, but when it comes to money, you're like, okay, God, but let my money, you know. And the, the money is one of the things God had, has been using, using to using, you, you know, to cheat on me, to cheat on me. And this voice ordered me and told me, "You give them the money." And she wanted the loan. And the voice very clearly told me, do not loan them the money because they don't have it. Give them the money. And it cost me, I had already given money. Now it was taking me into, into my overdraft. And I sent it. And I received a voice note from her. She was was like a person who was fainting, and she said, Thank you so much. My God, bless you. Because she knew she had no hope. Like, I I came in at a place where she had no hope. I I wish we, we can know that when Jesus Christ came, what? That we were at that place. There is nothing that could be done for us, only His blood, only His sacrifice. Is the only one that could set us free and at this particular moment it looked like I was her only hope because for two months she had looked for that money and she hadn't and 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 she thanked me I felt I'd never forgotten that voice and at night I was taken into a place God just wanted to tell me I see what you've done I was taken into a place I, there is no words to explain it. But God was just showing me, I know what you've done and I'm proud of you, my son. And then two days down the road, I was sharing, I was sharing this story with my friend in Australia. And my friend said, the last time I spoke to you, God actually told me to give you money. <laughs> but I was running away because I knew if I keep talking to you, I, I, I have to give you the money. But this time God told me, God told him to double the money that I had given. Hmm? So so everything came back and I had more than I had when I gave the very first time. So this suffering, this, this loss that I had gotten You know, for me to put this into perspective, this loss that I had gotten, or the kind of financial suffering that I had gotten, was nothing compared to what I was going to give, what, what I was going to get from God. So now Paul says, now I tell you, our present suffering are nothing compared to the glory that is going to be revealed in us. So if you want God to use you, if you want to preach and this, the presence of God just comes, all these men of God, people, was, people were hung on crosses upside down, it's going to cost you something. But once it, when it costs you, you only gain in the end. In the end, that is how it works. You are going to gain. So, this is what I just felt the Lord tell that to me with all eyes closed. If you're here and I've been speaking about Jesus and you have never given your life to Jesus, and I know he's probably been already working in your life and showing you signs and you're like, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you to very, you know, very slowly raise your hand up and we shall pray with you. Thank you. Thank you, my brothers. Jesus, sees those hands. Thank you. Let's pray with them this prayer. Just repeat after me. Let's all pray with them to encourage them. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that when you died, you forgave my sins and today I come to you to surrender my life. I refuse everything from my past. I command every devil and every demon to leave me right now in the name of Jesus, because I'm a child of God. Jesus, remove my name from the book of, of death, and write it in the book of life. From today, I am your child. Come and take control. In Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for every person that is here. I thank you for every person that has listened to this message. And for some of us, Lord, you're taking us to another degree of your glory. I pray that you that you will help us to figure out exactly where we are. And for those of us that have that have worked in ignorance, we ask for forgiveness. And for those of us that have been suffering and we didn't know why you were suffering, we stand with we stand like Job and he say, though he slay me, yet will I worship him. Yet will I praise him. Use everything for your glory use everything for your glory this morning lord we give you all the glory we bind and rebuke every sickness we bind and rebuke every life from the enemy we, we come against everything that has tried to exalt itself against the knowledge of god in our lives we refuse it and we say we are children of the living god for those of us that need healing in our bodies i speak healing By the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak healing. We release healing right now in Jesus' mighty name. For those of us that need deliverance, that need peace, your word says you are the Prince of Peace, Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray that would you come and restore peace where peace has been broken. Lord, we lift you up. We give you all the praise and all the glory. For it is in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus we ask and pray. And everybody said. Amen. God bless you so much.